Welcome to Streaming Servers, everyone. My name is August Ricardo. My name is Jesse Davis. And that whole ordeal just now is because we are actually on vacation. Uh-huh. We are in a hotel room in Las Vegas in our underwear. We are. And um, <laughs> we're recording off my phone, like the good old days, before we had a budget. Uh-huh. Buy our merch. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we are here to talk about the news. There was too much of it. Far too much of it. But, you know what, at least... Hopefully, we will not get any big news from now until Sunday, because uh-huh. Snyder Cut is episode is going to be the length of the Snyder Cut, probably. More than likely. Possibly longer. Maybe. There's an, you might hear an actual fight yeah, <laughs> break it, out. Listen, the Snyder Cut episode is going to be our best episode. Yeah. <laughs> However, if even one person listens to it... It'll be a goddamn miracle. <laughs> um, but this week we're here to talk about WandaVision. WandaVision! What's your favorite of the theme songs? It was the 80s one. I like the 90s one. I get that that's like apparently an unpopular opinion. I like the 90s one too. The 90s, it's rocking. The 90s intro was really good. But the 80s song and intro... Well, I, I told I you about this because um, we... We should. We can talk about. It. Eh, we'll just talk about this. Yeah, now. we'll talk about it later. We're, we just had our opening. It's in the realm. Oh, okay. Um, I told you about this like the morning of because you watched it after I did. I came in and I was like, I think they really nailed that '80s aesthetic of a song that's about nothing. Because uh-huh. <laughs> what is it even about? Like two oh. plus two makes three or something. How if if we've got love, then we've got love, and then we've got love, and <laughs> nothing else matters. Why? Because we've got love. Yeah. Um. So should we hop into that mad news? Yeah, let's hop into the, the dumb news. The dummy news. Um. Oh goodness gracious! Where did last? All right. I'll start here. Okay. Doom Patrol season three. Recruits chilling adventure of Sabrina's Michelle Gomez as Madame Rouge. I've heard she's great. I have not seen Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and I assumed you had. I saw the first season. I haven't seen anything since. Is she the head witch lady? I think so. Yeah. Do you know a lot about Madame Rouge? No. She's evil Rita. She's an evil Rita. Oh, neat. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Because she's going to have, like, complete control over her powers. And Rita's going to be like, why can't I be like that? It's going to be the Space Patrol episode, but with Rita. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add about that? I'm very excited whenever I see some some hot Doom Patrol news. Yeah. Um, This leads me to believe, because she's a member of the Brotherhood of Evil. Oh, really? Yes. I either remember if there was anything else added onto that, or if it was just Brotherhood of Evil. Well, there's the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, but that's in Marvel. Yeah, no, I just wanted to know if there was, like... I mean, yeah. Um, so I'm interested to see how they... If they're going to expand the Brotherhood. If we're maybe going to see Other Brain. Ooh, I would like to see Other Brain, actually. That'd be An Ultra-Humanite. A, um... Another one? I don't know that many at the top of my head. I know Mr. Nobody's sometimes part of it, but yeah. I feel like they kind of used him already. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing him come back, but... Yeah. Um... <clears throat> I think it'll be very interesting to see the team go up against, like, another team. Yeah, I think that would be a, a cool thing. Yeah. The only other time they've even, like, sort of done something like it is 
was the cult episode, but even then, they weren't really, like, a team. Yeah, I mean, and I'd be very interested to see if this, like, if, because I assume the trajectory of the season would be that they get their asses thoroughly handed to them by the Brotherhood on account of the fact that they cannot work as individuals, let alone a unit. Correct. <laughs> so, yeah. Willem Dafoe and Emma Stone in talks to join Yorgo Lathamos's Poor Things. The Victorian love story follows a young woman who's brought back to life by an eccentric slash brilliant scientist. Neat. You want to see uh, Emma Stone be Willem Dafoe's sex Frankenstein? No. (laughs) But it'll probably be good. Yeah. Yeah. Those two are good actors, so... (laughs) They're good actors. I think they can play those roles well. Yeah. Uh, Speaking... um, If you have anything else to add. No. Speaking of Emma Stone... Ooh. A new Corella trailer. Um, Emma Stone and Emma Thompson face off in the new punky trailer for Cruella. I haven't seen this trailer. I'm going to have to watch it after we are... We no, are you don't have to. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to. Because I must know. I explained this to um, Jesse in the airport. But it's so weird to me that they have Emma Stone as like this... Devil Wears Parada figure for Emma Stone... Because, like, I might have, did I say Emma Stone twice? Yes. It's weird that Emma Thompson is this Devil Wears Parada figure for Emma Stone. Because, like, why isn't it Glenn Close? Right. <laughs> like, it's so weird, because Glenn Close is producing this movie. And surely at least someone would get a kick out of, like, Glenn Close being this character. I know I would at least be like, ah, that's right. fun, I guess. Glenn Close. Also, Glenn Close is a scary lady. She is. But, like, it's so weird to me. It's so weird. And then I'm like, are they, like, is she passing off the mantle of Cruella DeVille? (laughs) So, yeah. Cruella DeVille isn't isn't a person. It's an idea. (laughs) It may not be the Cruella that this city deserves, but you're the Cruella the city needs, or whatever the fuck that quote is. Yeah. (laughs) Um... (laughs) <laughs> yeah alright anything else you want to add to this nar alright um while DuckTales is ending the characters will live on in a new podcast This Duckburg Life the voice artist will return to a weekly show hosted by Huey Duck okay <laughs> sure I wish like I could capture his face <laughs> Because there was like a roller coaster. He was like, oh, DuckTales is ending. And then he was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fine. It's fun. Yeah. I don't. I feel like they're kind of going to lose a large portion of their audience. Because kids don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, but the adults who are fans of DuckTales, of which there are many. Yeah. Um, See, I don't know how many, like... love it. Also, because I'm assuming it'll probably be, like, a 15-minute podcast that they can listen to on, like... Their commute. Yeah. I don't know how many kids are fans of DuckTales. Um, my sister is. But, like, did One. she watch it before you did, or did... Yeah. Okay. See, my thing about it is, I mean, 
I assume if it was as like wildly popular, it wouldn't be canceled after like three seasons. That being yeah. said, like not everything's Phineas and Ferb or SpongeBob. But my thinking is like DuckTales as a property isn't something children are nostalgic for. Oh, they're not nostalgic for it, no. And like, at least from like my understanding as a kid, if you're like I always thought like Mickey Mouse and Co. was lame. <laughs> oh, I was always a big fan. And, uh, I was a big fan, but now that I am thinking about it, I don't think anybody else really was. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe I was the lame one. (laughs) So, like, my question is, like, yeah, like, how many, how much of DuckTales audience to begin with was, like, children? That's fair. I also, I think... DuckTales actually has a larger audience than Disney thinks, but it's a show that a lot of people don't keep up with, and then they... Just watch it all when Watch it, it all when it comes out on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, like, I like DuckTales a lot. Like, I think it's a fantastic show. Yeah. But I'm not tuning into Disney XD or whatever it is on now. That's the other thing. Disney has, like, shuffled it around a lot, because I know it went from Disney to Disney XD... And then I think back to Disney again, and then back to Disney XD. Yeah. Or some permutation of, like, ping pong. Like it did the Phineas and Ferb thing. And Gravity Falls, too. Yeah. And it's like that. Like, Gravity Falls. As a kid, I thought Gravity Falls was shit. Yeah. But, like, I was, like, 12, I think, when Gravity Falls came out, or 13. Yeah, I remember, I think... I'm I'm almost a whole year older than you. I think I was 13. Yeah, because I know we were going in this... We were going in the 7th grade... Yeah. It, so I would have been 12. But, like, my thing is, if I was, like, 8, I don't think Gravity Falls would have done it for me. No, not at all. Because I think it was just, like, a bit too long form. And the other thing is, with shows like Gravity Falls and DuckTales, Gravity Falls more specifically, I mean, maybe DuckTales, but I don't keep up with DuckTales in the same way I do Gravity Falls. That's exactly the issue, though. It's impossible to keep up with it, because Gravity Falls would go on, like, year and a half long hiatuses yeah just in the middle of seasons like it took like three years for season two like the first episode of season two premiered like three years before the last episode did yeah well because it was season one was cracking well it premiered in yeah because they they popped off like i think 10 episodes 10 or 15 yeah and then they took a little break and then they came back but like from the premiere to like at least like the Summerween Trickster episode. That was like a weekly release schedule, like a summer to autumn, like yeah, weekly thing every, like, every Friday night. Yeah, like I remember Gravity Falls content. Yeah, I remember like staying up, not staying up because it only it premiered at like eight, but like we had like our friends over for dinner, mm-hmm. and like my buddy and I, and I didn't know he watched Gravity Falls, so I kind of like had to like proposition the show and he's like oh I fucking love Gravity Falls and we're like yeah man and we like ran upstairs and watched Gravity Falls like so yeah that's the thing though like if I wasn't like a 14 year old who had like a phone and was able to like consume media in a more like advantageous way right I wouldn't like if I was an 8 year old who didn't have like a computer or anything I would have no chance in hell of being able to keep up with Gravity Falls yeah well cause like a, a large part of the enjoyment of Gravity Falls was keeping track of um the mysteries the mysteries and whatnot. now that you mention it with this DuckTales podcast I would love to see 
Gravity Falls do the same thing. I know that Night Vale already exists. I don't even know what Night Vale is. Um, it's this podcast that's that's um, framed as like a radio broadcast for this fictional city of Night Vale, Arizona, I think. And weird shit happens there, and you just hear the dude talk about like the news in the town. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all it's all fake. Um, but there's, like, mysteries that go through it and stuff, and it's, it's really interesting. It's basically Gravity Falls for grown-ups. Um, I would like to see Gravity Falls do the same thing, like Dipper and Mabel hosting a podcast that occasionally features the voices, talents of... <coughs> like Stan or whoever? Right. Uh, talking about... Like, Was Linda Cardellini windy now that I'm, yeah. like... I, I, like, had to listen to the voice in my head because I was thinking about their voices, and I was like... That's a whole ass Velma. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, um, but Alex Hirsch does, like, almost every voice in the show anyway. Right. So, you'd only have to get a couple of voice actors together to do it. And I'm sure that those actors would love I to think do it. I, streaming servers, surfers, um, hot, hot predict right now. Uh-huh. I think we're due for, like, some continuation of Gravity Falls in the next few years. I hope so. I just recently... Like, I I watched it religiously. Yeah, I remember you and Emma watching it. For the first, like, four years. And then after that, I kind of dropped off. So I was, like, halfway through season two. Just because the release schedule was so... Incomprehensible. Yeah, that I just couldn't keep up. Um, what actually ended up happening was I... I, I follow the law. I had this website that I could, like, torrent cartoons on. Mm-hmm. And I had to watch, like, Family Guy on it or, or whatever, like, every Sunday. Sure. Something stupid. And if I happened to be, like, lucky, I would see that... Like, because it had, like, the recent releases. Right. I would see that there was a Gravity Falls from, like, that Friday at, like, the very bottom of it while I was looking at the Family Guy from that Sunday and I was like, oh, fuck Family Guy. And I'd have to, like... Right. Watch that Gravity Falls that minute. Yeah. Um, but Emma and I just recently... Because she hadn't seen any of it. And I had seen, like, three quarters of it. Um, we watched it all. And um, we loved it. I recall, yeah. And I want more. More Gravity Falls content. Did I think it exists, like, very well. I'm very happy that it was like, this is a story that we should tell. Yeah. And it was contained to, like, the story you needed to tell. But that being said, you could have thrown in at least, like, five more filler episodes, like, no yeah. problem. Like, I could have, I could stand to see, like, another Sasquatch Love God episode, episode, or, like, the Love God episode, or, like, the Mandator episode, like... Yes. Some of the most banging episodes of the show are just, like, one-off yeah. episodes. Um... But Alex Hirsch is making that show, um, it's called, like, Conspiracy Central or something. Oh, yeah. For Netflix, and it's geared more towards an adult audience. I think it's gonna have, like, a TV-14 rating. Um, is it a cartoon? Yes. And it's a, uh, kind of like a, a workplace com- comedy where this, like, government agency that covers up all conspiracy theories, because they're apparently all true. Oh, I, um... And it... it it may be, like, set in the Gravity Falls universe. Oh, that'd be good. Just, it won't feature those characters. I, um, did, like, a weird mental, like, ping pong just now. 
and I want to pitch something to you. Because, do you remember that show Ghosted? I think it only lasted like one season, but it was like Adam Scott and uh, Craig Robinson, and they were like these two paranormal investigators. Yeah. Gravity Falls sequel with Adam Scott as Adult Dipper. That would be perfect. Right? Adam Scott would be the perfect cast for that. I know, that's just like what my mind went to, and I was like, yeah. Put Adam Scott in more things, please. Put Adam Scott in more things, guys. Um, okay. Moving on? Yes, let's move on. Zatanna and Batgirl projects confirmed for Warner Brothers HBO Max slate. Fuck yes! I don't know if this is tied. The Batgirl, I assume, is standalone. Maybe tied into the Gotham... PD thing, but that's also tied to Pattinson, so I don't, I don't think know. It will be. I wouldn't mind Robert Pattinson having a Batgirl, but like, I think we're still too far off. Um, when I say slate, they didn't say like active development. They're like, yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah, but also DC has well, announced every single DC character has their own thing coming. The Batgirl movie has been in development for a while, previously with Joss Whedon attached. Hopefully not anymore. Uh, I'm assuming that is no longer. Um, so, yeah. Uh, maybe a while before we see that. In which case, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, her attached to the, the Batman's universe. But you just want maybe want to get like a movie or two in before we have like a Batgirl? Yeah, but I also... I can see the potential for... Um, like, I, I really want the Battenson averse to uh, span for a while. Like, I want it to kind of last for a while mm-hmm. um, with a lot of, like, Bat Family action. And I want it to be, like, a, a deeply immersed, like, this big Batman universe. But I don't want it to really have any other superheroes in it. Kind of like the Arkhamverse, where, like, in theory, maybe there's some other superheroes working. Yeah. But we don't need to see them, really. Yeah. Because I believe... I believe Superman's confirmed to exist in the Batman universe. Maybe. Because I know, like, there was a, a report a few, a few months ago that, like, someone was, like, scouring the set after they finished, and there was, like, a prop that had Superman on it. Interesting. In which case, I'm fine with that, but I don't need Batman to meet Superman at any point. Yeah. I mean, I suppose if they teamed up, <laughs> I wouldn't complain, but I feel like that's not what this universe is about no but satana i am interested if it ties into that constantine series which then in turn does that tie into that justice league dark i'm assuming so i'm very excited i love Zatanna. yeah i love the season of satana stuff is that how who am i saying it wrong satana yeah, okay. Tana. i yeah i like satana um i don't know my thing is, she has the same thing I have with Constantine, where I feel like both of them work better as part of an ensemble. That's fair. That's just, like, my opinion on it. <clears throat> I... Like, I like John Constantine in Legends, for example, a lot more than I would, like, probably like him in, like, in Justice League Dark, like, the animated one. Yeah. Or, like, Apocalypse War. Like, I don't... Well, it's because Apocalypse War is bad. You see. Well, no, I mean, even that notwithstanding, like, 
I like a more interesting team dynamic as opposed to like because I think Constantine works better as like a member of a team where everyone kind of hates him because he's just like this mediocre white man. <laughs> yeah, but like I think he serves that well role very well in Legends. Yes, he does. And also because Matt Ryan is perfection as Constantine. I agree. Like, um, I'm actually a, a pretty big Constantine fan. I always have been, and because you've been making me watch Legends recently, I've sort of rekindled that, that love. Um, <laughs> making you watch Legends? I mean, uh, yeah, you forced me to do it. I was not really complaining, but I didn't ask for it to happen. Well. <laughs> um, I agree that John and Zatanna both do work better as part of an ensemble, but I would like that to be a smaller ensemble. Yeah. Maybe, because I feel like, even with Legends, <clears throat> that's really my only complaint about Legends. Is it there's too many? Is, yeah. The, well, because there's like ten, I think. <clears throat> yeah. I if, if the seasons were the full, like, CW22s, that'd be fine. But the characters don't really get enough time to shine on their own. Who would you say didn't really... I think they all... I think they did a good job juggling them all. Well, like, this last season that we watched, we should have been with Nate, like, the whole time. And we really weren't as much as we should have been. Um, John should get more time to shine simply because he's John. See, I actually have seen a lot of people <clears throat> say the opposite. Because they feel sort of, like between seasons four and seasons five, like, it's sort of become the Constantine and the Legends show as opposed to Legends of Tomorrow with John Constantine as a member of the team. Oh, see, I I do not feel that way. Okay. I feel like he blends very well into the team, and we actually probably do spend the appropriate amount of time with him. I just am a slut for John Constantine and would like to see more. Um, Ava, her presence in the show is obnoxious because we... She gets, like, 15 minutes of screen time in the whole season, and so I don't care. And whenever she's there, I'm like, just give this time to another character that I do care about. <laughs> um, more Zari? We should have gotten more Bayrod. Yeah, we probably should have gotten more Bayrod. Um... <clears throat> Zari, we got, like, just the right amount of Zari, I would say. I right. would have maybe liked a little bit more, but it was right in the sweet spot zone. Do you, um... <laughs> Do you like the pairing of Zari and Constantine in that series? Okay. Um, <clears throat> you know that that New Girl episode where um, Nick starts dating his manager and he says, I know this is probably going to end badly, but this whole middle part is going to be awesome. Yeah. That's how I feel about that pairing. I don't like it, and it doesn't work, but it's fun, and it's probably going to end poorly at some point, but I I think it's funny, and it'll be, well, cause it'll I rem- be fun to go on that ride. Well, because I remember <laughs> you had, um... Because you were tossing out what you thought was going to happen. Yeah. You had thought that Zari 2.0 and Nate were going to get together, and then they'd be like, which Zari do I pick? That was my first theory, but then my second theory was better. What was your second theory? That the two Zaris were going to, like, fuse into one Voltron Zari. Yeah, like, like, then, like the Kane Chronicles. <laughs> they were going to... But see, 
I I don't like that in the Kane Chronicles because that was the solution to the love triangle. If it is the problem in the love triangle, that's interesting. Because now, Zari would have feelings for John and feelings for Nate, and that would be complex and complicated and interesting and create a fun rivalry between Nate and uh, John. Right. That I feel like they both would handle with varying degrees of maturity, and, and that would be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. That's how I would have done it. Okay. But you wished he had more Nate? Is... A little bit. Because especially after he found out. Or if Nate would have remembered both timelines from the get. Um, and then we spent more time with him dealing with that. Being the only person who knows that there was another timeline that existed. And that he had this this woman that he loved who is now his, his best friend. And that... that could have been really interesting could have um dealt with some cool themes yeah <clears throat> some but cool Zatanna. things thematically so yeah would you rather see like a constantine and like i don't even know like constantine etrigan and swamp thing in the constantine show and then like Etr- and then i uh, like Zatanna, like, Dead Man and the Spectre or something like that, and, like, the Zatanna show, and then they all come together in Justice League Dark, or? I would... Yeah, John Etrigan and... Swamp Thing, and then Zatanna, Dead Man, and who else did you say? Oh, uh, uh, Spectre, Spectre. Spectre is too overpowered to be on the Justice League Dark. I mean, I know he is, <clears throat> but he's too overpowered. Maybe, or swap Swamp Thing onto Zatanna's show and put Ivy on John's show. Is Ivy on Justice League Dark sometimes? Sometimes. Huh, I never knew that. I like her on, on there, too. <clears throat> and sometimes Batman is, too. Yeah, but he's like a jackass about it the whole time. He's like, magic's not real. Yeah. And then Constantine's like, motherfucker, like, <laughs> what are you... Magic. And he's like, that's fake. He's like, smoke and mirrors. <clears throat> smoke and mirrors. You're lying, John. Um, hot rumor, hot scoop about Marvel and Sony and Spider-Man. Friendly reminder to you, August, we are in a hotel room. There are people on the other side of it. <laughs> Hot scoop. Feel the sizzle in the Vegas sun. That's the how hot that scoop is. What's the hot scoop? Um, so there was previously a rumor that has been taken down since about... I forget the particulars of it all. But um, what I do remember is that not a multiverse movie um, will take place the minute Far From Home ended. There's a sequence of Happy and Aunt May getting arrested. Craven, the hunter, is in it as like this... Bounty Hunter brought in the track down, Peter. Mm. Um, which I think works better, because, mm. as I've said before, in the universe they've established, this clearly depressed, anxious teenager is not the most dangerous prey. <laughs> no, but it would be really interesting to see him go on the run, because Peter is smart enough and has the right powers to be, like, a really good fugitive. Yeah. Getting this Bounty Hunter to track him down. And that would be a way better movie than this multiverse bullshit. Yeah. There is no multiverse stuff. Uh, Daredevil is in it as his lawyer, and they do have a fight scene together. 
but Matt Murdock does the classic Netflix Matt Murdock thing where he just kind of throws the nearest thing over his head and then fucks some shit up because it's not like he needed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the other thing is Doctor Strange appears, I think it was four times more or less throughout in his astral form to assist Peter. And uh, <laughs> they compared this to... Um, the the best like the facsimile they used to compare this was um Chef Gusto and Ratatouille. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> um, is that a movie you want to see more? Oh, and then it's also revealed that mm-hmm. Mysterio is still around, or more. What that if they elaborated if that means Quentin Beck is still alive? Because I don't think he was ever specified to be dead. Because I think the day the dying Quentin Beck was an illusion. And he's like, I'm going to shoot you, Peter Parker. And he's like, no, I'm going to punch you. Right. He, Peter didn't, didn't kill him. Yeah. And then, or if someone, or if he is in fact dead, and someone just like, well, I have this Mysterio Google Docs, let me. Yeah, the, his, his homeboy. The, yeah. <clears throat> um, is that what you want to see more? Uh, absolutely. That movie sounds great. Right. So that was only one of the rumors. Uh-huh. I saw that on, um... And also makes sense with the the title, No Way Home. Yeah. Which the multiverse stuff really doesn't. Well, there's no way for them to get back. They're, they're in the MCU forever now. No. You don't want Andrew... That's not how the multiverse works. <laughs> you don't want Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in the MCU forever and always? No, I don't. I don't want them in there for even a, a quarter second to begin with. <laughs> the other thing is, um... Hot rumor, hot scoop... Marvel Studios and Sony will split the Spider-Man franchise in two. They'll continue with Tom Holland's Spider-Man and follow him through college, and they will introduce Miles Morales and then continue with just general Spider-Man high school adventures with him. And they'll eventually lead him into the Young Avengers, because apparently that's what Phase 4 is building to. And by apparently, I mean factually. (laughs) Yeah, I could have told you that. We're getting spoilers for what we're talking about later. Uh, We got... Wicked and Speed already. Or maybe we didn't. Maybe they were just in the one. Okay, but you you saw the end of the show. Spoilers. Um, I said spoilers. And then we're getting a Kate, uh, the Kate Bishop show featuring Clint Barton, which is absolutely what Hawkeye is. Yeah. Like, I, I really don't think that Clint will be the main character of that show. I think the first episode will be about Clint. <clears throat> Yeah. I think then, they'll have, like, we'll have, like, one episode of him just doing, like, a, a general Hawkeye adventure, and he, like, finds Lucky the Pizza Dog or whatever, and then immediately it's the Kate, it's Kate Bishop o'clock. Oh, no, I think it might be a little more like the comics, except without Clint having died first. Right. Where, like... Well, because he was Ronining around for a bit. Yeah. Like, Clint's gonna be just sitting around at the farm watching TV and see reports of a new Hawkeye in the scene and he's like what the fuck is this and then goes to track her down the first episode is him tracking her down and then when he does he's like you're a shitty Hawkeye and she's like well then teach me how to be better you retired ass motherfucker somebody's gotta be Hawkeye and if you're not gonna do it I am I really love teach me how to do it I really love that they spent like they spent like three odd years trying to get Haley Steinfeld to be Hawkeye Kate Bishop, right? Yeah. And the internet's been even longer. <laughs> I'm ready. We're getting stature. Um, yeah, we're, we're probably getting, getting Hulkling and Secret Invasion if I have to make any. Uh, I, 
it's a given. Um, I mean, it's not, but the fact that we're getting so much Young Avengers content. See, here's the thing. A lot of the stuff, with the exception of, like, Hawkeye. Oh, Eli Bradley's coming in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. We're getting America Chavez and Doctor Strange. Uh-huh. Comma, for some reason. Yeah, I don't really know why she's there, but not mad about it because I love America Chavez. I'm excited. We're getting Ironheart. We're getting... Yeah. We're, we're getting Young Avengers. Yeah. And then I I would not at all be surprised. I don't know if I think it will happen, but I would not at all be surprised if um, at the end of Loki, either like an alternate timeline... Yeah, I know we're getting young Loki. I can't yeah. wait for see, to see Timothy Chalamet as young Loki. Uh, it, I think it, he'll be younger than that. You think he'll just be like a precocious 12-year-old? We'll get, um... Jacob Tremblay would actually be an awesome young Loki. I was gonna say, uh, what's his name from JoJo Rapid? Oh, he'd be great, too. Yeah. Roman Griffin Davis? Yeah. Yeah. What a precocious youngster that Loki will be. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so do you want to see Miles Morales as part of the team? I don't know. Um, I definitely want to see Miles Morales in the MCU. I don't know if I want him on the Young Avengers, though. Because I'm not sure if Miss Marvel is going to be on the Young Avengers. I Because she isn't usually in the comics. I think she will but be. But her, Nova, and um, Miles team up a lot. See... That I would like to see. Is Sam and Alexander usually on the Young Avengers? Sometimes. Like, each of the three like, of them are sometimes on the Young Avengers, but... But they're not, like, the Young Avengers. Right. And more often than they are on the Young Avengers, they team up with each other. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd like to see sort of that dynamic. Like, sometimes they come over and they help out the Young Avengers, but um, a lot of the time, it's they're either solo or with the three of them. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. They can be the Young Defenders. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. All right. Moving on. Oh, uh, the Batman has finished filming. Hooray. Maybe Bat, maybe Robert Pattinson did some fuck shit. Maybe he didn't. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I'm so excited. As am I. For the Batman. I'm so excited. I know. Because I just want a good Batman movie, which we... Sorry, audience. Sorry if I piss you off. We've not gotten a good live-action Batman movie since 1992. Is that Batman Returns? That's the one. Which is the best Batman movie. But That's the opinion you have? Yeah. Huh. Um, 89 is fantastic, and um, <clears throat> Batman Returns is very, very good. Um, I've not some seen... of it's a little weird, like with the origins for the characters and whatnot. Like, it, it's not exactly comic accurate, but also it, it doesn't... It, it's really good. Yeah. And from what I've seen and heard about the Batman, it appears as though this could be the first, like, really good Batman movie we've gotten since then. Right. 
Also, um, I'm going <laughs> to shotgun a couple stuff. Okay. Because I'm going to move into the Oscars and the other stuff. Ah, yes. Okay. Uh, Avatar is the number one movie again. Neat. Um, I don't know who this gentleman is, but Kingsley Ben Adir will star as the lead villain in Secret Invasion. Sweet. I don't know who the lead villain will be, because I'm not familiar. I assume just some fuck shitty scroll. Yeah. I'm assuming that they'll have the scrolls like split into two factions one of whom are, are like super down with the humanity sickness and then the other of whom are like the humans My kidnapped the scrolls um do you think that they'll introduce the fantastic four before we they get to secret invasion so they'll do the super scroll maybe or they may use the super scroll to lead into the but, like, that doesn't make sense. Not really. Because then they'd be like, look at this Super Scroll with four completely random powers. Yeah. Um, okay. We'll see. We will see. Colin Trevorrow will helm War Magician, starring Benedict Cumberbatch. This is the thing I hope you haven't heard. Have you heard it? I have heard Damn it! it. I am stoked for it. The but film I... chronicles the true story of a stage physician. He uses illusions to help defeat Nazis in World War II. That movie was made especially for me. Um, however, I did see a tweet that was kind of making fun about it. And it said, this sounds like you just took random words from different movies Benedict Cumberbatch has already been a part of. And <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but it sounds dope. He uses magic to fight Nazis. Yeah. Like, like real illusion magic not not like would you watch a movie about chris angel fighting nazis yeah i would i mean yeah i would i wouldn't pick chris angel to be the one who fights the nazis but <laughs> all right and this is the last thing before we get into the award season the snyder cut <sighs> will release a making of documentary on march 18th you know what good for them the 30 minute doc includes never before seen set footage and a major interview of Zack snyder uh great I right. actually probably will watch that. Just I might too. I think because my curiosity will kill me if I don't. Oh, the releases, so we can maybe discuss it. I don't know if I'm gonna have it in me to watch five uninterrupted hours of Zack Snyder, but yeah. Right. Um. Okay. And here are the Razzies. I don't want to talk about the Razzies. I want to talk about the Razzies. Razzies are bullshit. I'm just. I'm gonna read the Razzies. All right. Worst picture. Three hundred and sixty-five days. Abs- I don't know. <clears throat> Absolute proof. Do little. Fantasy Island. And you're gonna like this one. Music. Good. Glad that's on there. Worst actor. Robert Downey Jr. for Do Little. Adam Sandler for Hubie Halloween. David Spade, The Wrong Missy. Michelle Monroe, 365 Days. And Mike Lindahl, Absolute Proof. Worst actress. Um, Anne Hathaway for The Last Thing He Wanted and Rolls Doll the Witches. Oh, wow. Katie Holmes for Brahms the Boys 2 and The Secret Dare to Dream. Kate Hudson for Music. Mm-hmm. Lauren Lupkiss for The Wrong, Missy, and uh, Anna Marie Psychaluka, 365 Days. We're supporting actress. Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy. Ooh. It's not that bad. <laughs> Kristen <clears throat> Wiig, Wonder Woman 84. Uh, Maddie Ziegler, Music. Good. Maggie Q, Fantasy Island. Lucy Hale, Fantasy Island. We're supporting actor. Rudy Giuliani as himself for Borat's subsequent movie film. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Shia LaBeouf, the tax collector, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Iron Mask, Bruce Willis, Breach, Hard Kill, and Survive the Night, Jesus. and Chevy Chase, the excellent Mr. Dundee. Um, worst screen on-screen combo. Harrison Ford and that totally fake-looking CGI dog, Call of the Wild. <laughs> um, Adam Sandler and his grating simpleton voice, Hubie Halloween. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Lauren Lipkus and David Spade, the wrong Missy. Robert Downey Jr. and his utterly unconvincing Welsh accent, <laughs> Doolittle. <laughs> and Maria Bakalova and Rudy Giuliani. Parentheses. Yes, that really is Rudy Giuliani. Borat's subsequent movie film. Jeez. Uh, worst director? Sia. Music? Ron Howard, Hillbilly mm-hmm. Elegy. Uh, Stephen Gaughan, Doolittle. Uh, Tomas Mendez and Barbara Biolazis. Biolazis. Uh, 365 Days. Charles Band. All three Barbie and Kendra movies. Worst screenplay, 365 Days, all three Barbara and Kendra movies, Do Little Fantasy Island, Hillbilly Elegy, and then Worst Sequel, Ripoff, or Remake, mm-hmm. 365 Days, Polish Remake slash Ripoff of Fifty Shades of Grey, yeah. Do Little Remake, <clears throat> uh, Remake, or, or Fantasy Island Remake slash Reimagining, Wonder Woman 84 Sequel, and Hubie Halloween Remake slash Ripoff of Ernest Scared Stupid. What do you think of that? Um, in general, I am anti the Razzies because I don't think, uh, having a, a nationally recognized award show that just dunks on, um... I like, I like, I like the dunking. I, there's a, there's a healthy amount of dunking and the Razzies takes it to you. Um... I like, I think they're having fun. You know, I really, I, I will, I got a good laugh out of at least the on-stream couple yeah, combos. That's, that's fair. I mean, they can be funny. I just think that they're. I think a lot of people have a good sense of humor about it too. Like Halle Berry very famously showed up to accept her Catwoman award. Oh yeah. A lot of people have a, it, it, it used to be better because it was all like all in good fun. Yeah. And now it's sort of lost that and is just kind of mean-spirited. I think there's still some all-in-good-fun aspects to it, you know? I think a lot of the people who, like, are nominated have that idea. But just the actual Razzies but people. the actual Razzies organization and as a whole, less so. Alright. Uh, ready for um, the... But I'm glad that music was nominated for... Yeah, I don't think it actually got any Oscars. It didn't get nominated for one. Speaking of which... I'm aware of. Well, we're about to find out. Best Picture! Ah. The Father. Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomad Man, Sound of Metal, Child, Chicago 7, and Promising Young Woman. I have not seen any of those movies. I have not either. But from what I know of, I'm all of those movies deserve to be there. I'm stoked that Minari was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, I'm glad we bullied them into realizing that a movie made in America starring predominantly American actors, just so you know, first generation <laughs> right. was in fact an American movie despite what language it was spoken in. <laughs> exactly. That's bullshit. You know what I just realized? Hmm. Didn't they fucking nominate that one movie, um, what was it called? That Spanish movie 
from like oh no that did get foreign movie didn't it which one roma yeah no that was not made for best picture yeah <clears throat> and best um foreign At, film yeah parasite won last year that's a south korean movie they made that movie in, in south, south korea, korea and then they just and dubbed it, or not dubbed it they just subtitled it yeah and it won Best Picture. And then there was controversy as to whether Minari could could be nominated for it or not. Yeah, I mean, you know. One step forward, two steps back. I suppose. But hey. Best Director. David Fincher for Mank, Chloe Zhao, Nomadland, Thomas Vinterberg, Another Round, Emerald Fennel, Promising Woman, and Lee Isaac Chung, Minari. Fuck yeah. Um, I saw a lot of people saying that um, One Night in Miami is missing from a lot of these and should probably take the place that Mank is holding. No. Um, I mean, I haven't seen either of those movies, but they're not going to replace this David Fincher movie about how rad Hollywood was in the 30s. Right. I, I know that, and I think everybody else does too, but they're saying that, you know, one Night in Miami is more deserving of these awards. Hollywood isn't going to not nominate Mank. Right. But One Night in Miami is better. I am probably going to have to sit down, probably with you and Emma, and watch a bunch of these. Yeah. Um, best director. Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal. Anthony Hopkins. Wait, the f- oh, this is best actor, not or, best director. I was, yeah, I was, I was the like, category. Was directed it too? No, nah, I was the category above. <laughs> All right. Uh, we just did Best Director. Best Actor, Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins, The Father, Gary Oldman, Mank, and Stephen Yeun, Minari. I think this is the first time in Academy history that there's been more minorities than yeah. old white dudes. Yeah. Um, and I think it will not be, surprisingly, Anthony Hopkins or Gary Oldman. I think... I think... Chadwick Boseman I think it's is gonna be a very strong contender, and then I think I'm not sure if Stephen Yeun will win. <laughs> um, but Riz Ahmed uh, has a has a good shot. I think but that. I do think Chad Chadwick's kind of got it in the bag. Uh, Chadwick does have it in the bag. I <laughs> my bet would be Gary Oldman or Chadwick. I heard a lot of people say that Gary Oldman's performance really wasn't that good. Well, I haven't seen... Of all these movies I haven't seen, I think that... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, <clears throat> I think it's going to be Chadwick. Um, regardless of how kosher it is, I think the posthumous thing does, in fact, boost that a little bit. A little bit. But... His performance in that movie. I mean, also, yeah, I'm not saying, like, he gave a bad performance and then they're like, ah, he died, we gotta give it to him. Like... Yeah, I I think he would have been a strong contender anyway. But, like, my thing is, I... I mean, of this movie I haven't seen, I'm not sure if he gave a better performance in it than he did in, like, 42 or, like, Thurgood or whatever. Has he won an Oscar yet? No. Are we sure? I am willing to bet the bet dollar he hasn't. Because I feel like I remember if Chadwick Boseman got it for 42 or Thurgood or Get On Up. Okay, yeah, so this is his first nomination. He wasn't even nominated for 42? Mm-mm. Wait, that's bullshit. He should have been. Yeah, absolutely. 
Because 42 is amazing. 42 is amazing. Um, best Actress. Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's, Andrea Day, United States versus Billie Holiday, Frances McDormand, Nomadland, Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman. Um, I don't know if I really have any predictions for this category. I'm going to... My bet's going to be Carrie. Really? That's my bet. I We've talked about this before. We were surprised that Promising Young Woman got the traction it did for no other reason than I feel like we both feel like a lot of the Academy voters would be just tugging at their collars uncomfortably yeah. during. Well, I also, you know, I have not seen Promising Young Woman, so I can't speak to it. But from what I do know about the movie, I didn't perceive it as a movie that would win Oscars. Like, I knew it was really good, but you know how there's, like, a certain type of... Yeah, it's more of a thriller than it, than the Oscar than the ads make it seem, <clears throat> from what I understand. Okay. Like, it, it's, it doesn't seem very... Like, you thought... Like, you kind of saw it more as, like, a dark action comedy, sort of? Yeah. Which is not necessarily... Not usually the Oscars bag. Like, how the Oscars will never nominate horror movies. Right, yeah. And so seeing it receive so many nominations is, if it is what I'm perceiving it as, really, really cool. It's more on the thriller side than it seems from what I understand, but I still can't be saying. I still, I I really want to watch it. Best Supporting Actor. Sasha Barra Cohen. Fuck off. It's Trials of Chicago 7. Oh, well, yeah, that's fine then. (laughs) Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami, Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah, and Paul Racy, Sound of Metal. I have not seen Judas or One Night, but it's between those three. I'm, I'd bet Lakeith if I had to bet anyone. I think so, too, especially because... Lakeith Stanfield is not a supporting actor in that movie. He, no, he's the lead. He's Did you see lead. his um Instagram post? Yeah. He's like, I don't, I don't know either, fam, but fuck it, LMAO. Yeah. He uh, is definitely the lead actor in that movie, so I think they're probably going to give it to him. I think that they just had too many people. Yeah. For best actress, so they just get, they changed the supporting, and they're like... Well, yeah, because I think there's there's no way that they were not going to nominate... Um, Anthony and Gary. They have to nominate both of them. Even I I don't think they're going to give the award to either of them, but they ha- have to nominate them. They had to nominate Chadwick. Chadwick. had to nominate Chadwick. Um, Riz Ahmed earned it, from yeah, what I understand. Riz Ahmed earned it. And, and same with Stephen Yeun. Yeah. Um, so. And so they they had to put Lakeith in. in supporting. Supporting, and they're going to give it to him. Yeah. Um, supporting actress. Maria Bakalova for a Borat subsequent movie film. No. Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy. Why? How, <laughs> how is she nominated for a Razzie and an Oscar for the same fucking thing? Because someone is tone deaf. It's you can actually pick. actually happened before. Somebody, I don't remember what it was for, but somebody accepted. It might have been Marissa Tomei, actually. She, yeah, I think it was. She accepted, she won the Razzie for worst supporting actress for um was that my and then she was fantastic the next were day they, did they just think her and, uh, voice was annoying yeah and then the next day went and won the Oscar for it cause they were on back to back days I know Halle Berry did 
I know Halle Berry did a back to back, just not for the same thing. Yeah, it was she got Catwoman. Yeah. And she got something else for. I think it was Monster House? Is the name of the movie? Or Monster Party? I don't know. Um, so Glenn Close, Elbiology, Olivia Coleman, the father, Amanda Seafried Mank, and uh, Yu Jung Yu for Minari. I'm going to bet Seafried. I'm going to bet Seafried or um, Coleman. Yeah. Best original screenplay Judas and the Black, Messiah. Uh, Sound of Metal, Promising Woman, Minari, Trial of Chicago 7. I have not seen any of these movies, so I can't speak to their screenplays. Yeah. I, I This one might be one where Promising Young Woman wins. Maybe. Um, yeah, I've heard a lot of good stuff about its writing. It's it's weird to me that Trial of Chicago 7 is an original screenplay because it's basically just the transcription of the court. Like, it, it should be adapted. adapted. See, I think it has to be, like, based off of ex-published thing like it is it was published by the u.s government <laughs> i don't think that counts though um like the people versus oj simpson isn't based off of the records of the la county judicial department it's based off of like a book about it yeah adapted screenplay the father nomadland one night in miami the white tiger and borat subsequent movie film Borat should not be nominated in this category. It should not. It shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> that being said, Nomadland will win. Yeah. <clears throat> Best animated feature. Onward. Over the Moon. A Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> it blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that a movie with such a pun title has the fucking Oscar nom. <laughs> uh, Wolf Walkers and Soul. I've heard nothing but good things about Wolf Walkers, but it's gonna be yeah, Soul. It's gonna be Soul. Production design, News with, of the World. No complaints there. Yeah, production design, News of the World, Tenant, Ma Rainey, Mank, and the Father. I'm betting Ma Rainey. I've seen a lot of the set design looked very nice for that and. See, the number one reason why it could be Ma Rainey is also the number one reason why it won't be Ma Rainey. Because the whole thing takes place in, like, one room. Because it it's based off a play. I know. And so the... Um, I'm telling the audience. I'm oh. Telling you. Um, and so the whole thing takes place in, like, this, this same area. So that could be really cool. Or they might be like, eh, there's not, like, enough production design. The two Oscars that Tenet was nominated for, even though it's a bad movie, um, it actually might deserve um, this being one of them. Yeah. Cinematography. Oh, wait. Costume design. Emma, Ma Rainey, Mank, Mulan, and Pinocchio. I'm going to bet Emma. Yeah. Uh, editing. The Father, Nomadland, Promising a Woman, Sound of Metal, Chicago 7. No idea. No idea. Cinematography, Judas, Mank, News of the World, Nomadland, Chicago. I'll bet Nomadland, but... It really could be either those... Could be any of them. Makeup and hair. Ma Rainey, Hillbilly, Emma, Mank, Pinocchio. Um, maybe Ma Rainey? Maybe Ma Rainey, maybe Emma. Yeah. Uh, sound, Greyhound, Mank, News of the World, Soul, Sound of Metal. It's Soul or Sound of Metal. Yeah. Visual effects. I hope it's on metal. 
monster or Wait, is it sound editing or mixing? It just says sound. Huh. Weird. Yeah. Maybe they all maybe all three got nominated for the same Yeah. Uh visual effects, Love and Monsters, Midnight Sky, Mulan, the one and only Ivan and Tenet. I it, forgot about the one and only. It should be Tenet. Probably, yeah. It's the the best thing about Tenet is the visual effects. Yeah. Score. The Five Bloods, Mank, Minari, News of the World, and Soul. Soul? Soul, maybe? Or Minari. I heard the score was beautiful. Maybe. A song. Fuck. Husavakiv? Euro Song Contest. The Story of the Fire Saga. Fight for You. Judas and the Black Messiah. Speak Now, One Night in Miami. I can stop right there, but I won't. Low right. Scene, The Life Ahead. Uh, hear my voice, Trial of Chicago 7. It's, it's, it's the Leslie Odom Jr. unreleased Sam Cooke song. Yeah. <laughs> Documentary feature, Time, My Octopus Teacher, The Mole Agent, Crip Camp, Collective. No idea. I haven't even heard of any of those. International feature, Another Round from Denmark, Better Days from Hong Kong, Collective by Romania, The Man Who Sold His Gin, Tunisia, and Kiuvasadia from Bosnia and Herzegovina. Govania? No idea. Uh, good for them, though. Yeah, good for them. Animated short. Burrow. If anything happens, I love you. Opera. Yes, people. Ingenious Lochi. It's going to be the If anything happens, I love you. Yeah, I think so. Uh, documentary short. Colette. A concerto is a conversation. Do not split. Hunger word. A love song for Lishtana. Nope. <laughs> Uh, live action, short, feeling through, the letter room, present, two distant strangers, and white eye. I heard white eye was good. I think I might have heard that too, but yeah. But I, I don't know anything about any of the others, so I can't really say. Uh, do you want to, before the Oscars, maybe we get a panel together and we have like an Oscars pre-show discussion? Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, let's do that. Um, This is on air. So yeah, we'll be doing that. We can get at least three people. Yeah, I can think of three people off the top of my head. You've met two of them already, audience. Yeah. Um, that would love to do that. Yeah. So, um, that's all for the news. So, shall we get into the main thing? Let's get into the main thing. WandaVision. WandaVision! Um, what did you... Let's talk WandaVision. Let's talk WandaVision. What did you think of Wanda? What'd you think of Vision? What'd you think of WandaVision? Um, I loved WandaVision. I loved it all the way until like the last two episodes. And then once I let it sit with me for a little bit, I loved it. I loved those last two episodes as well. Okay. Also, um, I have been a fan of Scarlet Witch and Vision. Like in the comics? The or like whole time. Yeah. In the MCU. Well, because I was a fan in the comics. I really liked those characters. Um, and then even though they didn't do much in the movies, I still really liked them because I was a big fan of them from the comics. Um, and... So, I, I... I did not just hop on the Wanda and Vision train. Um... But I do know, like, my friend, uh, Jordan, shout out Jordan, he's not listening, but, you know, um, 
Sounds like a bad friend. <laughs> no, he's a great friend. I'm kidding. I've met Jordan. Um, yeah, you've met Jordan. Yeah, he's cool. Um, oh, actually, he might listen. Hi, Jordan. Shout Jordan. out Jordan. Shout out Jordan. <laughs> um, he said that he was... He always like thought Scarlet Witch was cool, but never really like got the hype. Yeah, that was... And well, then, I mean, I, get, I got the hype. I've read House of M. I wasn't... Right. Um, it's just more so my issue of Scarlet Witch... Not as much vision, because here's the thing. In the movie, in the universe as a whole, it seems as though once the vision was made, there there were, like, no references to the fact that, like, he's also Jarvis. Yeah. Which was always very weird to me, because despite, like, everything, it feels to me like Tony... And the vision never really had any clear relationship. Yeah. Like that was one of the, one of the weird things for me. I would have liked to have seen more of it. Yeah. Um, but uh Jordan actively disliked Vision. Until one of it and now he's one of his favorite Avengers. See, Vision, I always like associated Vision and Jarvis as like the same character. Okay. Like, particularly in these ones. Mm. So, like... And it was very weird for me to do that, because I also acknowledge that the movies don't. And in the entirety of him being the Vision, I think they've maybe mentioned that he's, like, Jarvis as well, a Kraken three times. Maybe not even. I can think of two, at least, off the top of my head, but, like... Yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing. It was always very weird to me that... Vision and Tony never had any clear relationship, despite the fact that Vision is Jarvis. Yeah. But, so I liked Vision. I mean, I think, I don't know how much of that was carried over from me liking Jarvis. Sure. I'm not quite sure. <clears throat> and I liked, I like Elizabeth Olsen. Love Elizabeth Olsen. Love Elizabeth Olsen. Um, I mean, I'm talking about my pre-this show experience. Yeah. Um, I like Elizabeth Olsen. <clears throat> I acknowledge Scarlet Witch is, like, super badass and, like, powerful and all that stuff. But, like, she didn't really do much in the show other than, like, yeah, she can throw cars. Awesome! But, like... In the show? Or, or in the in the movies. Like, oh, yeah. You never really got a grip of what her powers were and how powerful she was at those powers, I think would be my biggest... Yeah, that's fair. But I do remember, actually, um, before I saw Infinity War, I was also, as much as I liked both those characters, uh, I could not give a hot shit about their romance. That's fair in Infinity War, yeah. Well, Infinity War and, like, Civil War, which is when it... Yeah, it kind of started in Civil War. And... Yeah. I was like, I don't give a fuck about these two. My girlfriend, actually, though, at the time, she was very, like, invested in it. I don't know where she got nested in it from. <laughs> yeah. But she was like, yeah, I heard that um, like the whole, all the Vision Scarlet Witch stuff is like going to make you cry. And I was like, I'd already seen Infinity War. So I was like, I mean, <laughs> I guess. Maybe. But after this show, I'm very invested in it. Yeah. I Maybe I'm on the bandwagon. I mean, I am. But Wanda has quickly, quickly like become one of my more f- favorite characters oh she's definitely up there for me but i think it's also this is the first time she's ever getting any like real development yeah 
She she had been up there for me pre-development, which maybe doesn't make sense. Well, because I couldn't but, tell you, like, what her personality was really like. Sad. Yeah, she was sad. She was maybe, like, a little sassy. A little bit, yeah. Maybe, but, like, in the same way everyone in a Marvel movie is generally kind of sassy. Fair. <laughs> like, I couldn't tell you what she was, like, really about, other than, like, being really jazzed on the vision. That's fair. <clears throat> Um, but yeah, now after, Sans, or after post-development, mm -hmm. love Wanda. Absolutely. Um, so you want to talk performances? Uh, give Elizabeth Olsen a fucking Emmy. They won't, but yeah. It, genuinely one of the best television performances I've seen in a minute. Probably. And I've been watching a lot of TV recently. I know. <laughs> Um, also, same for Paul Bettany. Like, his performance was slightly less good, but also maybe equally as good. Because he's feel playing like, a robot, and that's hard and weird. It's hard and weird, and I also think that, like, and there's not really Elizabeth had a lot more to work with. Yeah. Which isn't to say, like, Vision was poorly written or anything, but, like, Lizzie had that entire fucking episode eight. <laughs> yeah. Which is fucking fantastic. But her performance through every... She... She very specifically perfectly captured the various styles of acting throughout time. Yeah. Which is something that I have a weird niche interest in. Right. Um, do you want to do, do the rest of the, the 50s? No. Um, Come on, Davis. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a niche interest in that, and she... She nailed it. She did. I know that, like, they had, like, a sitcom boot camp or whatever they went to. Yeah. And then also in... I suppose this is a mild spoiler, but it, it's fine. In one of the episodes where she's in the TV show, just being a mom in the 70s, having a great time, and then goes into regular present-day Wanda, and then switches right back, and... That switch was so clean. Yeah. It was fantastic. Well, I saw um, a tweet about... Because <laughs> um, they... I didn't... Have you seen the um, behind-the-scenes documentary yet or no? Not yet. Yeah. So they were talking about, like, all the stuff. And one of the things... I hadn't seen any pictures of it. I tried looking because I remember I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. How they had the paint Paul Bettany blue because red didn't yeah, it, show up as well in black and white. Yeah. Someone tweeted, Elizabeth Olsen is really acting her life, <laughs> like, off, opposite this. And it was just, like, what Paul Bettany looked like. Right. And Paul Bettany, when he's got a bald cap on and painted blue, his ears stick out so far, like, dopey. Yeah. Well, because they didn't do the whole Vision <laughs> costume. I think they just figured out how to just CG it now. Yeah. So, he's either painted red or... Which is black and white. Yeah. yeah. Which I think good for good for Paul Bettany, because that vision costume was a pain in the ass, apparently. Yeah, he was uh, during Ultron, he was in the chair for like six hours. Yeah. Good for um them. I really like all the costumes in this show. You I, know the one. I really like all the costumes, and there's one costume in particular. I'm a big fan. Spoilers? Yeah. 
Um, other performances. That were I want you guys to know also that uh, my thirsting for Elizabeth Olsen is completely condoned and reciprocated by my girlfriend, so you don't have to go run and tattle on me. <laughs> it is. We've already been, like, I've already been roped into a Halloween-themed costuming. <laughs> uh-huh. I am in love with Elizabeth Olsen. Aren't we all? But I am extra. <laughs> um, so yeah, other stand-up performances. Um, dude, Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Give it up for Catherine Hahn, man. I, um, it's very interesting because I was watching this interview of her where she was talking about how she, for like, God, Ten odd years now, and just been playing like the quirky best friend. Yeah, which she does wonderful. Yeah, she's a great quirky best friend. Although I saw this um pitch that she told me she had heard of um. She told you specifically. No, your she good was, friend Catherine Hong. Yeah, she, she told called you. you out. She gave you gave you a ring. Yeah, she got me on the old horn. Um, she was talking about how her and Judy Greer, you know Judy Greer. Yeah. Um. They were pitched like a. Rosencrantz and Gilderstern-esque, um, bridesmaid comedy. Yeah. And I was like, that movie should have been made. It absolutely should have. But, yeah. Uh, Catherine Hahn's great. Really acting. Yeah. Really giving a fantastic performance in this. Um, um, Randall Park. Randall Park, hilarious. Everybody, Randall Park became, like, the most liked guy on Earth. In the world. <laughs> Over the course of the show, and I love Jimmy Woo. And actually, did you see about the guy who said he was pitching Marvel a, a Jimmy Woo X Files show? Yeah, yeah. Because he tweeted it as we, like kind we of we covered joke. it on this. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. And then I'm, oh, Tiana Paris, amazing, fantastic. I cannot wait to see more of her. Yeah. And then what I'm about to say is going to sound a little mean. Oh, say it, please. But I think I know what it, it's about. It ends positively. Um, I did not like Cat Dennings. I really did not like Darcy Lewis. I thought she was annoying. I just did not enjoy. Was she the worst her. part of the already not that good, like early Thor movies? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I did not like. I didn't really like um, Cat Dennings in other stuff either, like Mom, Two Broke Girls, other movies I had seen her in. Um, is she in Mom? Yeah. Isn't she? No, that's Anna Faris. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, 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 no. That, my bad. Um, but I, I just was not a fan of Kat Dennings. Could not get behind her. Um, and then WandaVision happened. And immediately, from like, the first scene she's in, I'm like, I love Darcy. But here's the she's thing. She's wonderful. I don't know what's different now. I don't either. Maybe I just needed a break from Cat Dennings. Maybe. I don't know. But then, like, we watched an episode of uh, Two Broke Girls the other day. And I didn't like her as much as I like her WandaVision. But I was much more willing to to yeah to watch it. I, I enjoyed it. It was a fun episode. It was a fun episode. Nick Zano was there. Uh-huh. It, we, it, I had a good time. So, yeah. I don't know. I've been cured of my, my uh, dislike for Cat Dennings. She's a wonderful lady. Yeah. I, I have never thought she was, like, a bad, a bad person. person or anything. I just did not enjoy her work. But now, I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, 
There's no bad performances to be had, I would say. No, not really. Everybody gives a good performance. Um, some people just don't have as much to work with, which yeah. is fine. Um, spoiler, Evan Peters, good performance. Oh, I didn't think we were going to talk about that yet. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... I mean, you know, if you have the internet... Yeah, everyone knows by now. That's the thing. That's why we did that song in the intro. Yeah. Um, Evan Peters does give a great performance. I have a lot to talk about with, with my good... My good my good bitch, Evan Peters. Should we uh, hop into spoilers, then? Let's give it a great. Uh, I'd give it, like, a B. Like, an 80, 88. I give WandaVision 86. a whopping 97. A+. plus, okay. A plus effort, Marvel. I've had a lot of time... Spoilers. I've had a lot of time to sit with it. I was quite stoked on WandaVision. And I still am. I think it's a good show. I don't think it's a bad show by any metric. I will say that, you know... It's not particularly the creator's fault, but it also is. Mm-hmm. Maybe actors should shut up. <laughs> That's fair. Um, maybe, maybe they should lock actors in a room, and then they can only come out when the show has finished airing. I, I disagree. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I disagree with that. Yeah. Um, but I think that at a certain point. All the stuff kind of got out of hand. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, I don't necessarily believe, oh, what I wanted to happen didn't happen. The show's bad is a valid critique. But I will say, when a show is built around a central mystery, and the mystery doesn't really pan out that well, that makes it a... See, and I disagree with you. Because... I don't think the show was built around a central mystery. Well, that's what I was about to say. That, I was about to say, that being said, what ended up happening with WandaVision is more people expected there to be a central mystery. Right. And there wasn't. Like, there was definitely slow build, like, slow building, burning intrigue right. in WandaVision. Like, I wouldn't say that it was, like, blatantly obvious from the get-go. I mean, I also wouldn't say it was particularly sneaky. But, like... <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will say, maybe it would have benefited from more mystery, but I don't think it needed it. Yeah, I think, so, as I said earlier, I was not a huge fan of the last couple episodes of WandaVision when I first watched them. Because a lot of, I, I, I had this overwhelming thought feeling that like something was going to happen i kept waiting for like something big to happen some big reveal some blah 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 blah. and then it didn't and so i was kind of bummed but then i realized that that's not what wandavision is about yeah wandavision is about how this super powered person is dealing with all this trauma from her life Mm -hmm. and what that's going to mean for the universe as a whole moving forward. It wasn't about introducing the multiverse. It wasn't about bringing in the X-Men. It wasn't about this, that, or the other. It, it was. And here's like what I settled on. Um, looking back on it now, I don't think like, 
it needed to bring in the X-Men. Like, I think, if anything, the ending would have been, like, muddied up. If... Yeah. And then the X-Men come through, and this whole town is now mutants. Or, like, you know, if Evan Peters was Evan Peters, like, right. like Fox Evan Peters, like... Yeah. That would make no sense. Right, it wouldn't. I, think, I even told you, like, because when we, I first watched it, I said, I'm pretty sure Evan Peters is just some dude. Yeah. Maybe his name shouldn't have been Ralph Boner. See, um, I, I have thoughts, and we'll talk about it in a minute. Anyway. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. I think maybe, like, maybe Doctor Strange could have showed up. I think that might have helped it a bit, maybe. I don't think it would have. I think it would have hurt it. I, I think, think it, it was just missing something. I think it might have been cooler if Doctor Strange showed up, but it would have it wouldn't have served the story that they set out to tell. And we all wanted the story that they set out to tell to be different than the one that they did. And that's where the issue is. See, which is kind of Marvel had kind of dug themselves into a hole with that, but I also kind of hope that this is this is the beginning of the process of them digging themselves out of that hole. Yeah. I also don't know if it should have been the opener to Phase 4. I mean, I understand it wasn't intended to, and it just yeah. happened to be what was ready to go. But, <clears throat> I don't know. I think maybe... <sighs> I think if something else had been the opener to Phase 4, that might have been better. Like, if we would have gotten, like, Eternals. I, can, I don't know about an Eternals... Because that'd feel a bit too disconnected. Or maybe like a Shang-Chi? No, I honestly think they should have just had Falcon and Winter Soldier come out first. Fair. Like, something a bit more... Because it's a bit whiplashy, I would say. A little bit. Like... To go right from... Like Endgame, Endgame and Far, Far From Home. Into, like, WandaVision. Yeah. I mean... I'm, like, torn. Because I feel like... On the one hand, it is the perfect introduction to Marvel television. That's where I'm at. But it's conversely not the perfect opener to Phase 4. Yeah. And maybe Falcon and the Winter Soldier would have been a better opener to Phase 4, but it would not have been a better opener to Marvel television as a concept. Yeah. That's why I think that it should have been a movie with like a lesser-known property, like Shang-Chi or Eternals. Maybe. <clears throat> um, Alright, let's talk about Ralph Boner for a minute. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Okay. If you'll recall, back in episode four of WandaVision, I, okay. Jimmy Woo is hanging out around Westview, and he's... He's like, not the missing person, they've said it. Who said it? Well, I mean, I think the creator said he's not the missing person. Marvel lies about things. Also, I don't think he's a missing <laughs> person, because... He's an actor, which I think is a very specific thing you're not allowed That's to... That's exactly what <clears throat> what I'm thinking. If your name... Like, Ralph Boner. That's two dumb body humor jokes. <laughs> as one name. <laughs> yeah. You, you wouldn't laugh about it like he does in episode nine. If it was not a joke to you. In the same way I don't laugh when people say, oh, hey, what's up, September? Right. He does laugh about it. So he 
he thinks his name is funny. And it's not just because he's a good-humored guy. Being an out-of-work actor is the perfect cover for being in um, witness protection. Because if anybody's like, I recognize you from somewhere. Oh, I've done a couple commercials, you know, one of those faces. It's a perfect cover. He's obviously not a working actor. Right. He's an out-of-work actor. He's got the headshots to prove it. He can kind of joke about how, like, oh, yeah, you might have seen me in some stuff before or whatever. So it, it raises no suspicion. I think there's more than meets the eye to Ralph Boner. I don't know if he is the Fox Quicksilver or or whatever, but there's definitely more than meets the eye, and we will be seeing... See, maybe... See, the, the, the creators of the show and, and some big, big bads at Marvel have said... Um, you might see a little more of Ralph Boner. You might get, get some more Boner? Yeah. I think we'll be seeing much more of Ralph Boner. Maybe. See, that's the thing, because I've seen people talk about... Marvel doesn't really do, like, bit casting like that. Mm-mm. Like, yeah, I mean, I suppose it's... That's the thing. Like, I suppose it's funny. Like, if, it, if Ralph Boner was just left as he was right now, we never saw him again. Like, yeah, I guess it's kind of funny that Quicksilver from the Fox movies is Quicksilver in WandaVision because she recast him. Like, I guess, like, ah, because of the movies. Ah. But, like, yeah, and, like, we talked about, I think, one or two weeks ago. I think it was last week, actually. How the finale cut a lot of stuff with... Like, um, Ralph teaming up with Monica and the kids. Which presumably implies he still has Quicksilver powers? Yep. So we might see him again. I think we definitely... I mean, I think we'll see him again. I just don't know if he's the missing person, because I don't know why he would be the missing person. I don't know why they would mention a missing person if he wasn't important later. I mean, I assume it was just, like, the hook, you know? Like, it was just the plot hook. Jimmy's... Why is Jimmy Woo here? Oh, he's just, um... Checking on a missing person or something like that. But this is sort of contradictory to what I was saying earlier, but also Marvel doesn't do things without a plan. Every paperclip is placed where it is for a reason. See, I was just, I didn't even think anything about Jimmy Woo's missing person. I completely forgot it because I assumed, oh yeah, they just needed a reason for Jimmy Woo to be here. Why is he in this town? Ah, he's just checking on a missing person. Like... But they didn't need Jimmy Woo to be there. They didn't need Jimmy Woo to be there, but they wanted Jimmy Woo to be in the show. Like, so they needed to get him from point A to point B. Yeah. And I think it fit with some of their other plans. I, I really do think we, we will... Oh, I don't, I'm not doubting we're going to see Ralph Boner again. I'm just saying, I don't know if he's the missing person. Like, I think he is. Because I, I think Ralph Boner has to be a fake name. <laughs> it has to be. Okay. Because if your parents named you Ralph Boner... <laughs> that's child abuse. That's child abuse. You kill yourself. That's... Sorry. Maybe that's insensitive. You, or you certainly wouldn't be an actor about it. I don't know, you'd man. you change your name. You'd, like... You'd name yourself, like... Ron Barrett. Or whatever. If your name was Ralph Boner. You would not go into the public eye with that name. 
That's fair. And the, the whole out-of-work actor thing is absolutely a cover, and it's a genius one. I As you were explaining it, I hope you saw it on my face. I was like, yeah, that is kind of a genius uh-huh. cover. Um, <clears throat> what do you think about um, Agatha? Um, I think Agatha's neat. See, I think... I like Agatha. I like the performance and everything. Yeah. But my issue is, I don't quite get her. Yeah. Because I don't know... Like, what she's about. Because I get that she wants Wanda's power, but I don't really understand for what purpose other than generally wanting to be more powerful. Which, I mean, I guess, I, I mean, I understand, oh, I want to be more powerful. Ooga, booga, booga. But, like... Yeah. It's not the strongest motivation for a villain. Yeah. But... I do find yeah. the fact that Wanda essentially lobotomized her and just left her to roam around this town <laughs> existentially horrifying. Oh, absolutely. But I also think, um... I mean, I understand that that's so that she can she can come back from multiverse of madness or whatever. But like, yeah, we're we're definitely gonna be seeing more of Agatha Harkness, um, probably sooner than we think. Actually, I think we're gonna see her in twenty twenty two at the premiere of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, um, we might even see her at the end of twenty twenty one, depending on how on what uh, the post credit scene of Spider Man is. Well, depending on just like what the plot of Spider Man is. Um, right. Here's. One probably my biggest issue with WandaVision. Magic has been established in the MCU a couple of times already. Right. But none of it really fits together. I'm gonna assume that magic works the exact same way it does in D and D, where there's wizards who learn it, and there's warlocks. I mean deals or whatever or make has some other otherworldly way of getting it and then there's sorcerers who are just like kind of born with it see that would kind of make sense but like there's far as i can tell four different kinds of magic in the mcu there's the like thor magic where they're very much like it's science y'all just haven't got there yet we got there it looks like magic it feels like magic it's kind of magic but it's, it's, like, all based in, like, scientific shit. Mm-hmm. Then there's Doctor Strange, where it's like, this is sorcery. Like, anyone can learn it, but it takes a lot of dedication and a lot of... You have to go to Camertage and do the, the cool shit, and and it, it's different than the Thor magic, but it's, it's magic. Mm-hmm. And then there's whatever the fuck Agatha does, which is more, like, witchcrafty, I suppose... And then there's chaos magic, which is not necessarily different than the Doctor Strange magic or the Agatha magic, but it's also kind of, like, innate, and See, I you think... don't have to... It's not very particularly academic, and... It's... Here's what I think, ready? But she's she's learning. Like, in the post credit scene, she's reading The Darkhold, which is, a lot of people have theorized, a book from Convertage. Maybe. Because yeah. there's, you can see in Doctor Strange that a book is missing. Yeah. And it has the same, like, designs as the other books on it. Could be. Um, Thor is an artificer. Doctor Strange is a wizard. Agatha's a warlock. And Scarlet Witch is a sorcerer. Yeah. There we go. I just, it, it kind of bugs me when there's, like, different kinds of I don't mind you know, it, because I... Like, if 
if it was all the one magic, people just access different parts of it in different ways, that's fine, but it's like clearly established this is there's at least two different brands of magic. And it's not the same magic access differently. Yeah. And then if you take Agents of Shield, which is um maybe canon, maybe not. Probably not. Also probably. Because a lot of stuff that happened in the... Like, the existence of the Darkhold makes it canon. But it being a different Darkhold makes it not canon, too. Both those things. Sure. But, um... You know, it, it's it's weird. Maybe in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. they had, like, a limited edition slipcover, and then they just took it off. Movie act that just didn't care about the resale value on the Darkhold. Fair. Um... But... It's... In, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., most of the magic that they deal with, at least as far until I stopped watching, which was, like, season four, um, was pretty, like, Thor-y magic. But then I do know that later on they got more... Doctor strange No. Just different than that oh. magic, too. But also magic. So there's at least two, maybe up to five different kinds of, like, different breeds of magic in the MCU. Who's to say? I get what you're saying, though. Um, That's kind of weird to me, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, When do you think we're going to see Vision again? Probably in Multiverse of Madness. I don't know. I don't... Actually... So... I bet money he's gonna be in Armor Wars. Yeah. It it depends entirely on what Spider-Man is. Um... Because if it's, like, the rumor that we discussed earlier, which I would much rather it be, we might see him in, like, the... We I don't think we'll see him at all. If it's multiverse he might be in, like, the end credit scene or something, and then be a player in Multiverse of Madness. I don't think he's going to be in Multiverse of Madness. I... Um, if he's not... If it's the more grounded Spider-Man 3 that I'm hoping for, then I think we'll see him in, like, the last ten minutes of Multiverse of Madness. Maybe only for a second. It could be post credit scene. I think we're going to see him in Armor Wars. I don't think we're going to see him and Scarlet Witch together for a, a hot minute, though. I think we will. Well, because he very explicitly did not go to Scarlet Witch. He was like, oh, I'm the Vision again. Time to go on a Vision quest. Yeah, time. I'm not going to check in on Wanda. Zoop. Like. It's like, I got to figure some shit out, man. Yeah. Do you, would you have liked for him to be Ultron or no? Yes. I agree. That was something else I feel was a bit missing. Um, I I would have liked for the voice of White Vision up until he's restored. He's to be restored to be James, James Vader. Vader. That'd make Hayward kind of a dumbass. Though. <laughs> if he was like, "Let me start up this vision," he was like, "Hello, Hayward, it's me, James Vader." He'd be like, "Oh, like the murder bot voice." Turn it off. <laughs> Guess this plan won't work. Also, Hayward's a little right. Just throwing that one out there. 
Hayward's not right in any way, shape, or form. He's a little right. Hayward is a bad, bad man. Listen, he did try and shoot some children, but, I mean, they're fake children, so did he really do anything wrong? But also, like, listen, I get it's not particularly kosher, but Wanda's like, I want a berry vision. And then he was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to give you $3 billion worth of the most rare metal on earth just to put it in the ground in New Jersey. That's not what's going to happen here. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's fair, but also, Hayward can't just take vision. That's not allowed. That's illegal. <laughs> Is it, though? Yep. Because, like... I mean, Vision did go and sign those accords. That doesn't make you property of the U.S. government. It means you can't be a... You can't go do superhero shit without the U.S. government's... Or without the U.N.'s approval. But, like, conversely... Also, S.W.O.R.D. is not a government agency. It's a private organization. But also, conversely... Is Vision, like, a thing? Or is he a dude? Apparently his legal first name is The. <laughs> um, like, I did see an interesting theory that I kind of liked, which is that um, Tony probably was holding on to Vision. Yeah. And then he died, and then Sword kind of just went... Nab him. <laughs> yeah. um, there's a, a movie that deals with this very same... Uh, what movie? Question, and it's a wonderful movie. It's called The Bicentennial Man, starring Robin Williams. Um, On the basis of that movie, I argue, yes. You know, there's another interesting movie that deals with this exact thing. Is it the upcoming movie with Florence Pugh as as Sex Robot? No, it's Ted 2. (laughs) Okay, yeah, I guess it does. (laughs) Um, But actually, I, I do have an argument. The cradle that he was made in mm-hmm. um, prints organic tissue, um, and it was they laced it with the vibranium. So I vote organic equals person. It counts. See, I don't think it's organic. I think it's literally just instead of flesh juice, they put liquid vibranium in there. I think he's just three D printed, but with metal. It's organic. I mean. Whatever it is, he is or isn't, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, again, I agree with him saying you can absolutely not put $3 billion into the ground. No. Um, And, like, he was kind of a douche, but, like... The U.S. has nukes buried everywhere. You know what I mean. (laughs) They're at least in silos. He's talking, like... Six feet under. Some He's hood- also talking turning it into into a super weapon. Yeah, but like, Jesse, some street views could find the vision in one. What are they going to do with it? They're not smart enough to figure that shit out. Sell it to someone. Just sell the vision. Also, the vision is way too cheap. Like three billion dollars? Elon Musk could have an army of the visions. It's true. That simply won't do. <laughs> yeah. I would... I'd buy, like, ten. <laughs> ten billion dollars. <coughs> like, three billion seems, like, kind of cheap, right? Yeah. You know how there used to be that superhero who was called, like, the six million dollar man? 
Yeah. And he was all super bionic and stuff because it cost him $6 million to put him back together again. Yeah. Um, now, a days, the $6 million man is just like any old white guy with a couple of hip replacements. Right. <laughs> well, he could lift stuff too, so he had to get a shoulder replacement. Actually, I think No, was... I mean, that, that's what $6 million will buy you. I think it's the $6 billion man. No, it's the $6 million man. That's probably a lot in the seventies. There, there was a, uh, there was talk of them remaking it. I think with Wahlberg, um, and they were going to change it to six billion dollar man with a B, because million with an M is just any old white guy with a couple of hip replacements. Right. Um. But yeah. <laughs> so I think we'll see Vision again in Armor Wars. I hope yeah. he. I hope they, like, change it up a bit, because he looks absolutely ghastly. Yeah, I can't look at him. I do not like the look of the white vision. Like, the white vision looks cool in the comics. Like, that, yeah. it works there. But, like, just switch them. Somebody get this man a paint job. He can fucking shapeshift, right? Yeah. Like. <laughs> I mean, like, kinda. Well, he can. <laughs> he, he can look like Paul Bettany. <laughs> And he can grow a cape. He was like, Thor, your cape's pretty sweet. He, he did grow a cape. Yeah. And didn't he grow his costume? Because he was born naked. Joss Wheaton famously wanted him to have a huge robot dick. That, if that doesn't tell you some additional things you might need to know about uh, Joss Wheaton, I don't know what will, man. Are you saying you didn't want, you didn't want the Age of Ultron to have been ruined if the minute he popped out? Vision is just schlonging about. Um, no, I wouldn't have necessarily ruined it, I guess, but it would have been weird. And also, the way Paul Bettany was talking about it, Joss Whedon had, like, this obsession with making everybody see Vision's dick. Right. <laughs> no, I know. And it's just weird. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not opposed to full frontal nudity of men in movies. That's fine. But, like... Equal rights, I say. I mean, yeah. Like, especially if we're going to make women do full frontal nudity as often as we do. Right. There should be more dicks on screen. Yeah. Um, not that I want to see dicks, but if... It should be... Let me tell you, I watched Euphoria for the first time last weekend. Oh, yeah? I was assaulted by penises. Uh Uh-huh. I was like, that is so many dicks in there in so many shapes and sizes and colors. Uh Uh-huh. It's like a fucking Wonka Uh factory. (laughs) But... Um, yeah. But, like, Age of Ultron on Vision, not the place to need to see a dick. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but that is another thing, like I was saying. I I don't know. I feel like we, need, we should get Ultron again. Like, I know people are saying, Hayward is Ultron in the skies. I'm like, he's absolutely not. He's just some government stooge. But, like... Yeah. And technically not even a government stooge. I actually kind of bought that theory until the last episode. I until did. we saw White Vision. I didn't, because, like, I don't... I can't imagine Ultron having the patience to deal with this bullshit. He'd be like, go in there now. He tried that several times. He did, but, like, he was sitting there, he was, like, kind of being vaguely sassy and a little racist to Monica and uh-huh. Jimmy and Darcy. Like, he was quipping at them, like... Definitely misogynistic, maybe a little racist. Yeah, like... Like, I don't think... Ult- that being said, Ultron, now that I actually think about Ultron's personality, he would. He would just kind of fuck around for a bit. Yeah. 
he would chill. He'd be like, oh, the sassy friend squad's here. But, like... <laughs> I think he, he would have learned from his his uh, exploits in Age of Ultron, like, huh, maybe trying to eradicate the entire human race in a single day, or, like, a week at best, not my finest move. I'm gonna play the long game this time. My issue with it is that, well, I can understand why... Ultron would want to take control of, like, a government agency. I can't really fathom why he'd want to particularly deal with Scarlet Witch, especially because he's presumably aware of the fact that she could fuck his shit up sideways. So, like, outside of maybe, like, revenge? But I can't imagine Scarlet Witch being the one he has the highest bone to pick with. Yeah. So, like, I personally... I was much more on board with the theory that Ultron sort of stored a part of himself in the Vision, because he was at least partially done transferring himself into the Vision. Yeah. And, like, I think it's even stated in Infinity War, there's still a little Ultron in Vision. Yeah, he, Ultron, um, Jarvis, and the... Um... It's like, because it's stated that like Vision is a mix of... A little Tony, a little Banner, yeah. some Thor magic or something. Yeah. Uh, Jarvis, whatever the fuck is in the Mind Stone. Right. Whatever the fuck and is in the Mind Stone, which is Ultron, but is not Ultron, and... Also Ultron. Also Ultron. Right. So, like, I would have been much more on board if they turned him, turned him on, and then he was like, it's me, Ultron, I'm back. I would have as well, but up until that point, when I still thought that Wanda had... Vision's body right. and like put him together. I was under the impression that Hayward could absolutely be Ultron, and that's why he was looking to get Vision's body back. Right. Yeah. Or be being influenced by Ultron or something like that. I don't. I just want to see more Ultron. I want to see more Ultron. Ultron. I really like Age of Ultron. I revisited it recently. I think it's neat. Um, it's probably the worst Avengers movie, but it's still really good. I really like Age of Ultron. I think it's better than the first Avengers movie, but I also have not a high opinion of that movie. That's true. But I think that, like, my thing is, I understand that there's a lot of problems with Age of Ultron, but none of them are Ultron. Yeah, definitely. And Ultron is just such a good villain. Yeah. That especially in like comics and cartoons and stuff, they have to keep facing Ultron. Because yeah, because like, oh, he finally got him this time. Because then like, oh. he's like, "No, I was on a floppy disk in Canada, right?" And someone bought me at a pawn shop and plugged me into their computer. I'm back. Exactly. Like that's just the kind of shit Ultron does. He's like, "And I backed myself up on this thumb drive that I left at a swap meet. Right. I stored myself on this Pokemon Diamond copy in a GameStop." Mm-hmm. A fifteen-year-old will pl- play this game, and I'll be back, Avengers. Mwahaha. Right. And so I'd like to see Ultron pop up again. Mm-hmm. I love to see him fight like another team too. Like he could pop up and be like, "Young Avengers, I will defeat you." I mean, I guess they're a little above his pay grade or below his pay grade. Yeah. But the X Men, no, he doesn't need to fight the X Men. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean. Well, because also. A lot of the times in comics and cartoons and stuff, 
Ultron's whole deal isn't like, I want to end humanity. It's like, I just kind of want to fuck with the Avengers. Yeah. Like, the first time it's end humanity, and then after that he's like, ah, now I want revenge. Yeah, well, because he's like, well, I can't stop humanity. I can't kill all of humanity until these fuckers are out of my way, so I might as well, you know, have fun doing that for a bit. Exactly. Ultron's fun. Ultron is fun. Um, anything else I want to talk about WandaVision? I think... Uh, watch one. Oh, God. Wanda's costume. Yes. Wanda's fucking costume. It is amazing. I I truly did not think it could be done. That they could actually do the headpiece. And it would not only be, like, acceptable, but be great... And they did. See, here's the thing. I thought that they gave us the Halloween costume. Y'all had a good laugh about it. Right. The internet lost her mind. I maybe, like, I sure, I did too. I maybe discovered I had this crush on this 32-year-old that's (laughs) never been married, but is somehow serving up these MILF vibes. Oh, yeah. But, like, they did it. And I thought, all right, they did the comic costume in the Halloween episode. Right. That's all we're gonna. Get. That's. Yeah. I mean, I assumed you're gonna get a new costume, but I thought they 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 gave us that. We'll be satisfied with whatever they give us now. Right. And then they did that immaculate costume with and the fucking headpiece, and I was like, holy amazing. shit! Never change that costume. No, never change it. Like I know they're going to, because they need to sell toys. Right. But I hope it's just like a slight shift in hue of red. Exactly. <laughs> At the most, like. It it's, it's perfect. It I is. Love it. It's fantastic. Anything else besides how rad that costume is? That'll be all. Oh, uh, Billy and Tommy. Oh, fuck, yeah. Um, they, she, they had some kids. They did have some That's kids. That's neat. Those kids were disappeared, but then, um, in the post-credit scene, which I actually have a couple of things I want to say about the post-credit scene, mm-hmm. um, Wanda is astral projecting, reading the Darkhold, Doctor Strange style, and she hears Billy calling out. Which means he's still out there somewhere. Played by Timothy Chalamet. Maybe. Why are you putting an N in his name? When? Where? Chalamet. You're saying it like Charlemagne, but without the R. Chalamet? It's Chalamet. Is it? Yeah. There's no N in there. Oh, well, I thought it was French. It is. I thought that's how you said it. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. He. I cannot wait to see um, Wiccan played by Timothy Chalamet and um, Speed played by Ross... Not Ross Butler. Ross Lynch. Ross Lynch would be a great speed. I I know. Uh, he's too old for it, though. He's and not that so old. Is Jimmy. They can be old. Young can... Avengers doesn't mean under 30. <laughs> They're like the exact same age as Haley Steinfeld. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like, um, you can't have your cake and eat it too, Davis. There's no way Chalamet gets in the MCU. No way. I saw a list of actors that the MCU is currently eyeing to court. Is he on it? Yeah. Uh, he is. Anya Taylor-Joy was on it. Millie Bobby Brown was on it. Oh, Anya Taylor-Joy in the MCU? Right? Fuck me up. I know. I would be very upset if the only superhero role she ever played was racist magic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, the boys will be back. Also... <clears throat> In the post credit scene, we see 
uh, Wanda, mm-hmm. she's sitting, and then the tea kettle starts going, and she gets up to go get it, and blah, 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 and then we go into the bedroom and see that she's in there astral projecting. No one else can do that. No, I mean, she's more powerful than Doctor Strange. She just kind of passes out like a limp bitch. When... Yeah, if he's astral projecting, he's got a, he's got a knock. But she is able to be like a fully functioning regular person and also be doing the actual projecting. That is ridiculous. She's so powerful. I love her. She is. Marry me. Truly. Wanda. I know. Anything else? I think I'm good. All right. I think I've said, all, said my piece about Wanda being. Then tune in for the Snyder Cut. <sighs> all right. And we will have um, Calvin Shepard back. Yes. For that. And um, yeah. Stay sticky, my friends. Stay sticky, my friends.